Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. All right, welcome to episode 35. Thank you to Jacques and Win Strong, DJ Jacques. Check them out on SoundCloud. They got that song on there and many more wonderful ganja tunes. So shout out to Win Strong and DJ Jacques. This is episode 35. Episode and, thir- and what an episode it is. Epic sode. Epic sode is right. Yes, we have an amazing <laughs> uh, special guest for the episode. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit of a LA Cup recap, although. Is it fair to call it an L.A. Cup anymore? Oh, if you put it in quotations, so I think Cal, it's fair. Yeah. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Yeah. yeah, so the cup the cup took such a toll on Dan and I that we're now coming to you about, what, three weeks removed? <laughs> yeah, maybe a month. Nearly I really, month. I want to apologize about that. We really do want to get more consistent, but it is tough. You know, this is not uh, really our job. <laughs> we do this uh, basically as out of uh, love and uh, appreciation for the people listening and for the plant and for getting the information out there. But, you know, technically, we're also putting together a magazine, putting together we canvas got, we cups, got other stuff working to do. on our website. Yeah. Uh, but now, but we're here now, so let's, yeah. just, let's just talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and thanks for your patience, yeah. listeners. We, lo- we love you guys. We really appreciate it. And just for that reason and many more, we have a wonderful special guest for episode 35. Yeah, thanks. Should, we, should we tell him who it is? This is exciting. Tommy Chong, ganja right. legend. Marijuana icon Tommy Chong and his son Paris Chong are the guests on this week's episode. Now you don't want to miss this. We got about a half hour with Tommy and his son Paris. It's great stuff. So that's coming up a little bit later. But yeah, first, as well as uh, grow tips. Yeah, lots of pot growing tips. You know, to... we did a little Q and A with with Tommy. He asks you some grow questions in this interview, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Don't he asks grow that. questions. I got grow tips coming up at the end. Did we even mention that this is High Times presents? Free weed from oh, Danny right. Danko. Yeah, this is high times. We should free probably. Weed from Danny Danko. We yeah. should probably. I think put we that just did. in the intro. And we just put it in. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we got we got a great interview with Tommy, but uh, that's not all. We're going to recap the quote unquote LA cannab- uh, medical cannabis cup, and uh, then you know we're going to talk a little grow as well. Yeah, and we so. got Denver coming up April twentieth. Uh, oh Lord, yes. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be a big one. The first first U.S. Cannabis Cup. So, um, you know, if you're living in uh, Des Moines, you could still go to the Denver Cannabis Cup and get pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Medicating area and recreating area will be be there. Where are you going to be hanging out? I'll be all over the place. I'll be all over. I got a seminar. We're going to do a a live show of free weed there with a panel of distinguished bud breeders and cannabis cup winners that's right yeah yeah we, we love doing the live free weeds it was a little difficult in los angeles well we'll get into that in the next segment absolutely uh, but we're happy you're here episode 35 i'm mike that's dan we will be back with pot growing tips and the inimitable tommy chong of cheech and chong We're back. We are back. Episode 35. Thank you again for your patience with us. And uh, 
what are we talking about? The LA let's, Cup. Let's talk about the Cup. Yeah, cool. we we um, you know at this point, what is today? It's been about it's nearly a month now since mm-hmm. since that Cup. But um, should we give them a brief history, basically, of what happened? Yeah, I mean it's brief. We first we we had a location in Los Angeles, uh, Center Studios, and uh, we were denied our permits and basically harassed out of that location. So we found another one in Glendale. Um, and same thing happened. No, well, when the cops, when the LAPD uh, discovered that we were moving to Glendale, they alerted Glendale, and then we were bounced from that. Yes, so, and so we lost our permits there. They yeah. threatened the, uh, the owner of that place um, with losing his business. Yeah, so we rough. left there, and this is maybe a day and a half, two days before. Well, no, the event. Like the, our event opens on a Saturday. On, on Tuesday, I flew out, and when I landed, I got a call from New York saying, hey, we lost Glendale, go find us a new venue. I spent all Wednesday trying to find a venue in Los Angeles. I probably looked at nine or something, and wow. uh, yeah, that didn't happen. But Thursday, uh, we went out to San Bernardino, as, yeah. as Dan calls it. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. I got that from Adam on the podcast, but uh, so it's good. It's good. Yeah. That's probably uh, he got it from someone else too. But yeah, shout outs so, to those guys. They were great at the cup. They were, and and actually, uh, the National Orange Show Event Center where we had held the event was excellent. And yeah. um, you know, it was one of our our best attended cups in the u.s i think we had yeah. almost eight thousand people uh, walking around there, yeah so. even with two venue changes people were just patient they wanted to celebrate the plant and and they were patient with us and and you know there was a few flare-ups here and there but people were actually very happy that we were still able to put on this event even in the face of uh, yeah, some pretty serious harassment and this was all going down while a madman was like running around los angeles shooting cops and yeah. random people so but somehow uh, we became the focal point of the LAPD's. Uh, yeah, you would think and, they uh, would have bigger fish to fry than right. a bunch of people smoking pot and, and celebrating and enjoying. But yeah, they but didn't anyway, want it to go down, and we still made it go down. I'm, I'm yeah, really in, proud in of us. In a 24-hour <clears throat> period, we basically put this entire thing together, and it, it was a great cup. I think people had a really good time. Uh, Dan did his, you know, seminar. Yeah, uh, we Nick, had some free weed fans at the seminar. People that uh, mentioned that they. They listen to the show, so mm-hmm. thanks to all those people as well. That's right. Everybody got a sticker that mentioned the show. <laughs> we'll do that deal again in Denver where uh, I think, you know, since this was all kind of thrown together sort of last minute, you know, in Denver, we know we're going back to Exto where yeah. we've been previously and, and had a great time. So I think the Free Weed Seminar in Denver is going to be uh, quite a bit bigger and uh, better than it was in San Bernardino. But anyway. Yeah, and you know, I got to mention that uh, we had Redman in the game performing yeah, live def- on stage outdoors in San Bernardino. One of the best uh, concerts, cup concerts I- I've attended. Yeah, um, I thought Redman was was tremendous. Yeah, he, he was great. Dove into the crowd <laughs> and surfed around on top of people for a while. It was pretty intense. He helped us judge the pot too. I mean, he was there at the house just hanging out, you know, chilling. And uh, yeah, shouts to Redman. Shouts to the game. Yeah, the game was great too. You know, yeah. good, good concerts. And that was a Saturday night. And then, of course, Sunday, we held our awards ceremony. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think both for the Cup and the awards show, it was probably the best attended uh, crowds, uh, best attended uh, shows that we've done. It was really impressive. Yeah, and we gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to Mr. Tommy Chong, our guest on today's podcast as well. And he, he gets into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he, did. he gave a wonderful speech, and I think people were pretty moved. But Check of that course, speech out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's really It really was... It was soft-spoken, but is it, was, it on YouTube? It is on YouTube. All right, we'll we'll give them a little sample of it later in the show, maybe. Awesome. Yeah, yeah there's a couple a couple lines in there that that will really touch your heart uh, about cannabis and and the benefits that can be gained from using this plant. So, 
shouts to Tommy Chong for that. And Absolutely. That, that was a fun moment. And, of course, the, the star of the Medical Cannabis Cup and, of course, the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam is uh, pot. The so, winners. They want to get. They want us to get to the winners. Yeah. So why don't we enough. get to the winners? Why don't we? Why don't we run down uh, who took the prizes? Right. Enough about how much fun we had without them. <laughs> Let's talk about who won. Uh, we start with edibles. Let's start with edibles. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, third place in edibles was strawberry lemonade by Buds and Roses, uh, with, along with the Venice Cookie Company. Uh, yeah, Buds and Roses did well at this cup. You're going to hear that absolutely. name again. Absolutely. Yeah. Shouts to Kyle Cushman and uh, Aaron Justice and 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 their growers and. All of the people over at Buds and Roses, they, they've got a class act going on there. If you're in L.A., check them out. Um, yeah, and how can you go wrong with strawberry lemonade that gets you high? No, that sounds pretty good, <laughs> especially out in uh, in Los Angeles that's, where it's a little like, warm. Yeah, summertime you know? go-to right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, second place, Sweet Stone Gummy Bears by Magnolia Wellness. Shouts to Cloud the Candyman on uh, Facebook. He's the creator of those awesome medicated gummy bears how can you go wrong with gummy bears no those were very popular you know it's a it's a childhood snack and now it gets you high so you gotta like that yeah and first place was blackberry dark chocolate bar by river city phoenix kiva confections uh and all the edible judges were just gaga over this uh dark chocolate candy bar with blackberries in it and yeah i guess now with the way edibles are it's pretty crazy because you know it used to be you'd get a pot brownie and you'd eat it and you kind of have to force it down you know but (laughs) now you kind of have to figure out how many of these can i eat right before there's yeah there's lab testing and and, uh, you know i gotta say that the you have to hold back you do have to hold back, yeah. <laughs> and the, the field so in Los Angeles was incredible. Like for the first time, at least for me, I saw beef jerky that yeah. was uh, infused yeah. with cannabis, and you know all these great drinks. And uh, of course, you had the cakes and the cookies as well. But gummy bears to boot, so it was pretty pretty far out. Yeah, C- killer edibles, and yeah. we're expecting some pretty killer ones out of Colorado too. They've got Always, quite yeah. an, uh, quite a array of. Amazing marijuana infused foods. Let's move on to um, our hash categories. Let's, let's concentrate yeah. and hash. We separated them for the first time because we had enough entries of solventless, um, what we're calling solvent free or solventless or bubble hash. People call it ice water extracted hash. Yeah, just, Anything just quickly without... break down the difference there between what would be a concentrate okay. and a hash. Concentrate is made using a solvent. Uh, people know it as BHO. Uh, tons of different names, shatter, you know, whatever it is, it's made with either butane, uh, m-butane, hexane, CO2, uh, you know, any kind of a solvent that's used to make that. And that's the the category of concentrates. And that's what people, uh, when they say dabs, are referring to, right? Yeah, although, you know, you could do dabs of solventless wax as well. I mean, it's murky territory. The, The key to differentiate them is one uses a solvent and one doesn't although you know people do say that ice you know water water is a solvent but uh technically it is but um we're talking about the difference between you know a chemical solvent and a uh, and just some ice water so right. best hash would be the ice water and best concentrate would be the stuff using solvents and of course with with the solvents i guess you get a higher percentage of thc is that correct yeah, those, by and th- large yeah those uh tend to test in the you know 80 percent or so thc whereas you know, a lot of the solventlesses are 60, you know, sometimes maybe bordering on 70, but... But purists would say that the, the water extraction is... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I prefer I prefer the solventless wax, personally. Really? Just, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, that differential between, you know, 70% and 
5% THC is pretty minuscule when you're talking about... Uh, when you get up to those numbers, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a good point. and I mean, one-hit wonder. This stuff is incredible. And, you know, with the solvent stuff, you really... I mean, obviously, something that wins a cannabis cup is going to be uh, purged properly. It's going to be create, you know, made with the right materials. And sure. Stuff. But if you're just randomly picking up some earwax somewhere, you don't know how it was made. You don't know what went into it. You don't know what was taken out of it. Um, what the winterization process was like, what the purging was like. So, and that's yeah. a hotly debated topic right now. Oh yeah, now. God, so it's a big you're deal. You're going to hear a lot more if you go to one of our our cups. You know, we have a dab panel where this is discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in the magazine, there we're running uh, dab articles at this point, mm-hmm. and even on the show, we get into it a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's not to say that the um, properly made uh, BHO isn't wonderful for patients and people. If it's done right, it's great and. Uh, if it's done wrong, it's not. So, and you could say the same thing about solventless wax. You can have moldy wax that all the water wasn't taken out of sure. that. So, you know, the key is understanding what the quality, what a quality product is, and how to make it. And um, yeah, let's talk about the winners. Yeah, let's get to the winners. in the concentrate category. Uh, third place was the Tangy Shatter by Fresh Off the Bud Extractions. Yeah, Tangy Shatter. Yeah, Tangy is is like, yeah, Tangy is one of those, you know, that's always a contender, sometimes a winner. Um, Speaking of always a contender and often a winner, number two. The Wheezy Mm -hmm. by IECC. Um, Yeah, shouts to Wheezy, man. He makes... uh, incredible product that's right and yeah dark horse winner actually but just before we get to the winner you'll hear a little more about that wheezy later on in the tommy chong interview so keep <laughs> oh, yeah. an ear out for that that's right he uh he managed to get uh, his hands on some of that <laughs> um first place honey bee og nectar by green coast deliveries shouts to those guys i mean to to win that category out of nowhere and also as a delivery company too which is one of the Big new things on the West Coast these days is uh, the brick-and-mortar buildings are kind of a giveaway. The delivery thing is getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, going mobile, Coast. and they put themselves on the map without with that win. I've had a little bit of that in uh, my cloud vape pen for the last couple of weeks, and it's it's delightful stuff. Nice, yeah. yeah. And uh, moving on to best hash um, solventless, uh, third place Dairy Queen Solvent Free Wax by The Real Medical Collective. Great stuff. Um, two was the Tangerine OG Solventless Wax by Greenest Green, LA, Essential Extracts. Um, shouts to them, because uh, that was pretty amazing. And first place, Lemon OG Solventless Wax from Banff Extractions by Buds and Roses. So yeah, Once the, again, Buds, Buds and Roses taking home a big prize. It really seems like those citrusy strains are the ones that kind of take the, take the cake. You know, the Kush, the OG Kush cushions and then the lemon the tangerine the tangy those all seem like uh you know winners yeah three of the uh top six in the different uh, hash categories so that's very impressive and uh well, uh, before we move on to, to the flower categories, let's do the uh, the CBD award. And that, that of course, is the uh, the strain that has the highest level of CBD. This is a medical cannabis cup, after all. So, you know, uh, CBD has uh, medicinal properties that are we're discovering are more and more important. So the uh, winner of the CBD award out in San, Bernard- San Bernardino was the GDP Sandman by Granddaddy Perp Collective. That's very impressive. Did you get to try any of that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Granddaddy Perp, Ken Estes, um, who won that award. has been uh, growing and breeding that stuff for a while. We've got an article coming out in a future issue all about that. That's um, right. Growing yeah. the Granddaddy Perp and, and the whole collective thing. 
And uh, yes, yeah, CBDs are very interesting. I mean, especially like you said, for medical patients, uh, essential um, in that they provide the pain relief and all of that uh, and healing qualities without the um, you know the high of the THC. So a little more clear-headed, but you still get the uh, the benefits of, yeah. of the medicinal properties of that pot. So that was great. And let's move on to the flowers. Yes. Now, before we do that, which category did you judge this time around? I helped out with the indica category. Okay. And uh, so we'll get to that. Well, let's save that one for last then. Okay. So let's start with hybrid. Hybrid uh, was third place, the Banana OG by Cool Calm Collective, which has to be one of my favorite uh, names for a dispensary. That's a very cool name, Cool and that's Calm also, Collective. Yeah, and, and uh, actually I think uh, the podcast has been taped from there too as well. So shouts to Adam and Manny and the folks at Cool Calm Collective and that Banana OG. Uh, second place, Veganic Tahoe OG by <laughs> Buds and Roses. Buds and Roses. Yeah, Kyle you Cushman. might even hear their name one more time. This, <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Cushman, shouts, and uh, Veganic too. I mean, we talked about that on the podcast a bunch and in the seminar. So, and we'll be doing that in Denver as well. First place, uh, this was a very popular strain. Girl Scout cookies by Life is Good. Yeah, that that strain really this this past uh, years yeah. really done very well. Yeah, so. yeah, very nice, uh, very interesting aroma, and we've talked about it. We've had it as a strain of the uh, strain of the week strain before. Of the week, yeah. absolutely. Yes, Girl Swerve, Scout cookies uh, grows some wonderful Girl Scout cookies. There's a lot of controversy out there in the world on the who bred it, the origins of it, who's there got is, the real yeah. stuff, who, which one is real. And, who do you think is uh, the real deal? Um, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it's a Bay Area strain. I know Swerve has it. I know uh, there's a bunch of other people who who have it. So uh, maybe I, we'll have to do a little investigating. We'll and do something talk about, about yeah, that on the we'll show. We'll do a little more in depth on uh, Girl Scout cookies and where that. I mean, to me, it's, it reminds me of uh, of the Kush. It's one of those uh, you know cushy strains, but it's got you know it's it's got an interesting, unique odor to it. And uh, well, do you know what the split was on that? Was it seventy thirty? It's in the hybrid category, so uh, yeah, it would have to be. Seventy thirty or less. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on to best sativa, third place was Red Congolese by Magnolia Wellness. That's a shout out to the to the past, right there. Yeah. African sativa. Um, nice to see something like that come in uh, come in third place. You're going to hear a little bit about uh, those old school sativas later on. We talk about that with Tommy a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, second place. Veganic Ghost Train Haze Number One by Buds, Buds and Roses. Who else? So yeah, yeah the veganic stuff uh, available at Buds and Roses in Los Angeles, and the Ghost Train Haze is a rare dankness strain. So shouts to Scott, another uh, former uh, person on the show as well as future person on the show, Scott Rare Dankness. <laughs> Both of those, and I think that's what is that? Four big wins for Buds and Roses in this cup. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. First place, Tange by Reserva Pravada. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the DNA guys and, and uh, our friends from Montana, living in Cali and uh, growing that wonderful strain, the Tange. Yeah, Reserva Pravada, yeah. you know, our last cup before LA was in Amsterdam and they cleaned up there. And yeah. they, they that carried over to uh, to San Bernardino where they took first place in Sativa. Yeah, but and as a, as a Sativa lover, I fucks with the Tange. So yeah, <laughs> I really like that strain. You enjoy that one? Yeah, and uh, yeah, shouts to Derek uh, Cummings in in Colorado. He's like the 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 Godfather, the Tange Godfather. So yeah, no, um, I haven't I haven't talked to Derek in a while. If you're listening out there, man, we'll be seeing you soon. Out we'll in see Denver. you soon, buddy. Yeah. 
All right, so let, let's jump to the category that you judged, uh, Indica. Yes, so sir. So we'll, we'll do those winners. I'm going to read them off, and then you just tell me, you know, what you what you thought of each one, you know, uh, how, how registered with you taste-wise and all that. So in third place for Indica was the Grimace OG by Archive Seed Bank. Uh, uh, incredible. I mean, you would expect OGs to basically sweep uh, the Indica category. And, and they uh, did. And they did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Grimace OG was just a wonderful example. All the flavor, um, incredible burnability. I have to say, all three of these top three, um, what set them apart from the other uh, cushions and, 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 and in the category really was how they were grown. You know, they were just burnt to a clean white ash burned really clean uh light you know but full flavored but uh you know just even an even burn all the way down a joint and in a bowl and we tested it in vaporizers bongs everything we could yeah well and people who've listened to the show before kind of have an idea of of the judging process but if you're if you're new to free weed uh just very quickly basically we have uh several judges in each category and uh, we also have all of these strains or edibles lab tested. So uh, you get, you know, the actual results from a lab, which right. is the THC percentage of CBD and all of that. But then you also have the, the human perspective, which is what Dan does. And that's burnability and taste and, and high. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are the other? Is that pretty much what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, this, the, the aroma, the look of it, all of that factors in. But the most important thing is obviously how it makes you feel, how right. high you get, how long lasting that high is, and also the burnability. So, you know, you have some, sometimes you have the same strain entered in, in a category grown by two different people and mm-hmm. how well it was flushed, what it was fed, those things factor in. And you're not just judging the pot, you're actually judging the grower. So, you know, shouts to the guys at Archive. Um, the Grimace was great. Uh, what about second place? Uh, second place, we had the OG Eddie Lep from Third Gen Family. And that must have been a heck of a strain, also named after, you know, sort of a hero of yours. Yeah, yeah, who is currently incarcerated for the uh, horrendous crime of growing flowers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, shout out to Eddie Lepp. I, there, we have his address up on HighTimes.com. If you, yeah, write Eddie. You write know, him a letter. He's in prison. He, he'd love he really to hear lo- from everybody. He loves to hear from people. I, I, write, I write him back and forth. Um, he really does appreciate hearing from people. He, want, he, he wants to hear from the outside world what's going on. And, and, uh, but do you remember anything about that strain particularly, the OG Eddie It was Eddie great. It was, it was a great strain named after a great man. And, uh, yeah, third generation, third gen family uh, are you know, obviously very well versed in growing because they did a great job with this this particular uh, phenotype of the OG um, and, you know, named it for Eddie Lepp, which is awesome. Very cool. All right. And without further ado, as Dan would say, let's go to first place. <laughs> that was the Godfather OG from Alpha Medic. Yeah. And, and, and usually in one of these categories, first place makes itself known pretty, pretty clearly uh, to everyone who's judging. And, and that's almost never really an argument, like what what's going to be the first place. And, and that was the case here. This So you're of, saying sort of first place is obvious and then it's second and third that you sort yeah, of battle it out. Yeah, it's like two through five kind of battle it out for that second and third position. But first is almost always just in the bag, you know, like you it, you, you smoke it and, and pretty much next time you see your fellow judges, you, you're all on the same page. Like, oh, number, number seven was yeah, great. number seven. Oh, my God. And, and it's the one that, it's the bag, that, you know, the jar that's empty first. That's, you know, a, it's that's the one. a very good indicator. So <laughs> so what struck you immediately about the Godfather, Godfather OG? 
every time I smoked it, I, I you know, you have to go back and, and, and make sure, you know, like, um, you're not just smoking through these things one time and, and then when the thing when certain ones rise to the top like that You can you want to go back and see like can I take points away from this? Is there anything wrong with this? No, it's beautiful. It looks amazing. The aroma is just incredible. It's uh, you know uh, As soon as you open it up the jar the whole room smells, you know people can smell it from other rooms <laughs> Um, you know, it narks you out basically, right, right. <laughs> and uh, and then you know you grind it up. It's just perfect. You know, there's not it's not bone dry, but it's not uh, moist at all. You know, like not it doesn't have a excess moisture. Um, when it burns, it just burned. You know, like a cigarette, I would say, like in not, but not in a bad way, in a good way. I mean, I, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, but. Um, just it, evenly, without those uh, those additives that right. had that kind of burn, which is Even, amazing. Evenly burning with that like a ring of oil, as Nico likes to say, like on the end of the joint that just sort of moves its way down, and you know the ash just disappears. You know, it, it's just pure clean white ash, and, and that's that's how I felt about that Godfather OG. It was just really really well grown, and you know a great phenotype too. Here's the thing: I mean, there's so many OGs out there. Some are watered down. Some get you high for a half an hour. Some get you high for two hours. And this was one of those two-hour-plus highs that you really had to kind of sit down and, and, and contemplate, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Usually, I, you know, I prefer the sativa category for the most part, but uh, this is an indica that I would smoke, you know, like closer to bedtime. Very cool. All right. Well, well shout out to Alpha Medic and all of the winners. It was yeah. a, it was a Everyone's great competition. A I mean, geez, the, the, the number four and the number five Indicas were incredible too. And it's a shame we can't, right. we can't go into all of them. And a big thank you to Southern Cali. Uh, we felt very supported by, by, you know, our vendors and of course the, the people that actually attended the cup. It was a great experience. People I, I were had so a great time. Cool about it. You know, yeah. like w they, they could have been really pissed, you know, here we are making them drive an hour and a half out of the city to a place they don't want to go. And, right. but they came and they made the best of it and they made it great. And that's really, I mean, we couldn't have done it without them. Absolutely. And, yeah. and their patience and their ability to just roll with the punches and so shout out to everyone who attended that shout out to all the it was vendors just sort of all that the kind entrance. of thing like we were rolling with the punches and then everybody came with us and rolled with it too and there was a lot out. of moments where we did not think this event was going to happen i mean we right. really were started to get down about it and then we found this place i mean cypress hill has held the smoke out out there we what didn't to, necessarily want to have to go that far out of los angeles because it was supposed not. to be a los angeles so, cup yeah. so thanks to everyone i mean yeah. you, you guys your enthusiasm made that a wonderful experience for all of us and, and one of my favorite experiences was you know when we started the award show the the you know editors from high times we all went out on stage and our associate publisher rick Husick gave a little speech you know it was a brief thing but just thanking people and sort of explaining what had happened for the last few days and it was great i was standing next to dan i remember and uh, it was very cool so we thank got you a, all. we got a really nice cheer from people for persevering and managing to put on that event um you know the harassment that we experience was not any you know we'd already done an event at this place in los angeles before so mm -hmm. we were not expecting this not at all we yeah. you know we did nothing wrong we applied for all the permits we needed everything everything was going along wonderfully we tried until, to do it legit right until <laughs> you know the lapd and the city council and people somebody got a bug in their head about not making not having this event in their town and so, you know, we complied. We held it elsewhere, but we held it, and that's the important thing. And I always say when you're planning an 8,000-person event, it's nice to have more than 24 hours to plan <laughs> it out. So uh, Yeah, the fact yeah. that we were able to pull it off, though, we know we could do it if we had to. So 
you know that's pretty cool and we have plenty of time to plan all these future ones that's right all right well that's our cup recap uh <laughs> thank you to everybody who participated all the winners all the attendees the vendors um and you can look at uh, pictures of the winners so there's a, a la cup winners gallery so be sure to take a look at all the the strains that dan and i were describing earlier on hightimes.com obviously and i guess what do we have coming up next oh who's my that God. guy again mr tommy chong from Cheech and Chong, from the I Chong book, from that 70s show, from just years of comedy that he has given us and um, also been a warrior for cannabis. He's done time for cannabis. So we will be back with the amazing Mr. Tommy Chong and his son, Paris Chong. All right, welcome back, you guys. Mike, can you pinch me, man? <laughs> we have Tommy Chong on the show. This is this is awesome. It is awesome. It I'm was really awesome. We, it was. we recorded this the other day, and uh, we're very happy to bring it to you right now. This is Danny Danko talking to Tommy Chong. All right, here we are back with episode 35 of Free Weed from Danny Danko, presented to you by High Times Magazine, and we have... A couple of guests here that uh, really need no introduction. Mr. Tommy Chong and Mr. Paris Chong. Uh, Tommy, infamous from the Cheech and Chong movies, that 70s show, and the stage show with uh, Cheech and Chong, as well as uh, many other accolades, a book author. And now, also, they have a podcast called The Chong and Chong Show. Or should I say podcast? No, it's, it's podcast. That was... <laughs> I was calling it a podcast for a while, but our our uh, server uh, Molotov uh, decided that we should just keep it pod podcast for some reason. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't give a shit. Call it anything you want. Yeah, I think the pod is probably here. implied. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Free Weed from Danny Danko. It's an honor to have you guys on. Um, really excited to uh, talk to you about a few things. But let's first get into um, this. Dr. Lester Grinspoon Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, we presented, High Times presented uh, Tommy Chong with this award in San Bernardino, which we called San Bernadubi. Actually, let's listen to it. Let's listen to a little snippet of that speech because uh, you said some very important things about cannabis, about the plant. Yeah, weed is going to save the world, and our job is to make sure that the world gets saved. So we have to spread the good news, share the weed, and enjoy life, because that's all we got. Yeah, very cool. All right. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get a bit of your thoughts on receiving that award. You made a very poignant and uh, interesting speech about the plant, cannabis. Well, Times event uh, uh, is is subject to uh, off the cuff uh, responses to anything. <laughs> <laughs> and what I said that night, I I, I I don't think I could repeat if I had to. Uh, it was just from the heart. It was about the pot, you know, how the pot had helped me with my cancer. Well, didn't you say how uh, how how you thought pot healed? 
cancer. Oh they, yeah, you got, you got the, the, the go ahead. Yeah, the medical the way I, I the, the medical way pot heals cancer is that what it does it gets the cancer cells so stoned they forget why they're there and so they just go home <laughs> and leave. Wow. It was it was and, and it, for me anyway you know pot has has made me who I am today and uh, you know we're in a nice home in the. Palisades, I owe it all to pot, and legally too, you know. And as the government said when they when they put me in jail for selling bongs, they said Tommy Chong's made millions of dollars making fun of law enforcement agencies and and uh, and spreading the word of pot around. And I thought that was one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> so. Yeah, you guys both, uh, Tommy and Paris, were uh, intimately involved in the Operation Pipe Dreams, the glass bong bus that went down. Tell me a little bit about that experience. We, we just, you know, ended the, the Clinton era, and, and we, we started our bong company during that, that time, and, and we, uh, yeah, we, we felt pretty secure. You know, we knew it was illegal, but, you know, the... It wasn't high on anybody's priority. You know, well, we, well, we didn't know. I didn't know at the time when I started the company that there was that federal law. I didn't know that until we were about a year into it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, you know, really made me nervous. But I thought, uh, you know, I thought just with what was going on with 9-11 and all that, that, you know, they had bigger fish, fish to fry. And uh, I was wrong, you know. So, yeah, and you know, they, they... Little did we know we were the fish. Right. <laughs> And they really tried to make an example out of you guys because they knew that of the publicity that they would get. Absolutely. Well, you know, they, out of all the, you know, the, I don't know how many, 15 diamonds. Yeah. 15 diamonds, I was the only one that did any jail time because I was the only one that had any, any kind of, like, worldwide, uh, you know, uh, publicity. You know, they knew who I was, recognition. And, and so they, they went after me. Now, I could have fought it, but it was, uh, it was one of those uh, moments, and, you know, when you have to make a decision that, uh, you know, are you worried about uh, your own, your own well-being or, or, or the movement, you know? And to me, it was, it was like, uh, it, was a, I, it was no choice. I, I had no choice. They, were, they challenged me. The, the government was saying, listen, we know yeah. that this law is uh, messed up, but uh, it's the only way that we can make a statement. And, and, and in, my, in my opinion, they were trying to divert attention from what was going on with the Iraqi war. And, and, you know, and they were also doing a preemptive strike on the hippie movement because they were anti getting a big uh, backlash of hippies uh, protesting uh, the invasion of Iraq. And so they, so they went after, after the, the bomb company. It was so, you know, and the weirdest thing, man, you know, that law was drafted by Joe Biden. It was, it was so ironic, you know, that that idiot would have to show his, his stuff in, in that manner, you know. Yeah, and it just goes to show, like, that those prosecutors, uh, you know, were, were so ignorant about the whole scene. They, they, uh, they just equated, like, bongs with meth pipes, and they, they thought 
they thought we were we were making millions and millions of dollars by selling bongs over the internet to to young children. And like we, you know, we sold like maybe a hundred a hundred water pipes over over the internet. And like they had to send their you know two forms of ID, all kinds of shit in order mm-hmm. for for us to get them to you know to us to to send it to them. And it was just it just. They, they, they didn't even do any kind of investigation. They just wanted an easy bus, some low-hanging fruit. Right, you know? right. And, Tommy, you ended up doing nine months in jail over that. Yeah, I, I, they, 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 they threw the book at me. They mm-hmm. said, you know, that I tried to talk my way out of it, you know, but I didn't make any sense. It was like a stoner babble. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain to them how uh, salsa dancing uh, helps you... When you when you can't smoke pot, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And, and they didn't buy that. <laughs> me like a dog who looks for someone to feed them, you know, <laughs> that, that look in their eye. Yeah. Are you finished? Okay, you're going to go to jail. And so they put me in jail. But the thing is, jail, you know, it's it's, a, it was, it's like going. It was like going for me. It was like going to a spiritual retreat. In a, in what way? That. You know, I, I, I figured, you know, I, I've got nine months, and so I started studying the Bible. I started studying all the uh, uh, spiritual books, you know, that I that I had been reading anyway, and uh, and I put it to to work, and, and my time in in prison was well spent. Yeah, um, if people wanted to l- uh, learn a little more and hear a bit more about uh, Tommy's uh, experiences in prison. Uh, he wrote a book about it called the I Chong, and yep. yeah, and that details the experiences leading up to the bust and has some some great information about um, even the first time you smoked, which I believe was with black jazz musicians. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah with, with a jazz musician, Chinese jazz musician. Okay, in Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He gave me a Lenny Bruce record and a, and a marijuana cigarette. Wow. It's a good and, deal. Uh, <laughs> it took me a month to smoke the whole joint. <laughs> I just smoke a little bit. I was a little worried about it, so I'd smoke a little bit and get just as high as I needed to be to laugh uncontrollably for hours, and then uh, I put it out. Oh, that's great. I, actually, that that brings up another question that Dan and I had. I mean, you've been at the forefront of pot culture for you know five decades at this point. Um, how how does the weed in the seventies compare to the weed that you're getting today? Well, you know, the weed today isn't as uh, I, I remember the, the the weed in the seventies. A lot of it was Mexican, you know, and, and, and you didn't really know. Most of it was what. Uh, uh, sativa, yeah, right. Colombian, and the way they did it—you got stem seeds, you got everything jammed in together, and you had to clean it. And, and there's a lot of dirt in there; they added for weight and that. But it, was, it still got you, got you very high. The weed today is is sort of like um, it's like acid almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being on acid, sometimes you you take it and and you, like I I smoke it and I can't sleep. I'll be up all night with great great thinking, great thoughts. Uh, so so the, the the only difference I see is in the seventies and the sixties and the seventies that it it just sort of you know just got you high <laughs> and made you hungry. Yeah, well, sativas are making quite a comeback lately, and. Uh, I think you know our cannabis cups have a little bit to do with that. We have that category there, and and a lot of the you know the old timers, the Vietnam vets and stuff, they really love those 
um, you know, yeah, those like Panama the, red and right, uh, some of the Colombian gold yeah, and yeah. Vietnamese. I thought it's all about the dabs now. Well, yeah, we well, were going to ask that. you, um, how do you guys feel about dabs? Was it something I that you've tried? I wear the t-shirt and I get a lot of comments on that. <laughs> the hippest old guy around. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, when I was treating my cancer, I, I got into uh, uh, Ringo's, uh, what do you call it, hash oil. Yeah. And I took too much, man. I was in bed for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> when, we were, when we were at the Cannabis Cup, uh, we met the, I forgot his name, but he won, he won best, uh, best earwax. Uh, must have been Wheezy, maybe? Yeah, and mm-hmm. he... He was he was showing us you know the it was like a real bright yellow kind of earwax and he was showing it to me and Tommy and Tommy thought he was giving him the whole the whole uh, jar. <laughs> Tommy just grabbed it and put it in his pocket or in his bag and the guy was like oh shit, oh what are you doing man <laughs> <laughs> several thousand dollars he, up, uh, he said let me let me have that back and he took it and he and he and he scooped out a little bit which because apparently he was saying this it's like ninety two percent THC. And like one kernel, the size of a, 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 a rice, a rice kernel, was like the was the amount of a joint. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and so he gave us a bunch, and you know, somehow we we lost it that night because we uh-huh. got so high on the way home <laughs> that uh, we can't we can't find the earwax, man. So we never got to try the ninety-two percent of. Have you checked the Labrador, or is that? A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't smoke any poop anymore. <laughs> Speaking of that, how often do people try to give you free weed? Not often enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I take it. I got a. I'm looking at in my office here. I got a nice little little pharmacy going in the back of my desk. Yeah, I'm I'm his official fan dope. Taster. I usually I used to give it away, but now I like to I, I like to gather it and look at it. And, and I've got it in these sealer jars, you know, that to keep it fresh. Well, if you're out there listening, please, when you see Tommy, give him some weed. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah, help yeah, him out. I mean, uh, the icon needs a, at least a butt or two. Give it to him at the airport. You know? No, no. <laughs> right, not at the airport. Yeah. He has it in his bags, and it just causes all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Well, we are here on uh, an epic episode of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. We're talking to Tommy Chong and his son Parrish Chong, at Tommy Chong on Twitter. And I know you guys have a Facebook page as well for the Chong and Chong show. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the Tommy Chong Facebook page. Okay. I I heard a rumor there was some kind of a Cheech and Chong animation movie. Yeah, man. uh, It's being released uh, 420 this year. And so all the, the, the first two weeks of April, there's going to be a bunch of press, and you guys are going to hear all kinds of cool stuff about it. So what, what, uh, what's the uh, plot of that movie? Well, what's, what they did is they're, they're friends of mine, and they're these guys that I grew up with, and they're producers and directors, and they, they've been always trying to figure out a way to, to work with Cheech and Chong, and uh, they, they came up with a cool idea of animating the, all the, a lot of the bits from the old albums, the oh, wow. winning albums. And because uh, a lot of Cheech and Chong fans, really, a lot of them, you know, just know the movies and they know the live stuff, but they don't, you know, you got to go way back in the older crowd to, to, to get the people that really know about the records. So, and then even then, it's like a lot of the guys think they know, or people think they know what they're talking about, but, but it's, it's pretty fresh to them once they hear it again. So, so they, what they did is they took a lot of those bits and then they, you know, they, put them together and kind of strangle along into like a movie and it's pretty cool seeing seeing a, a visual animation 
you know, uh, take on, on those bits. You know, it's like a, it's almost like a up in smoke, the movie, you know, we just go on a, on a, a day in the life of Cheech and Chong, you know, we're knocking on doors and pretending to be uh, the cops and then Cheech flushes all his all this dope down the toilet you know those kind of bits and yeah. it's very funny and they're so old he, he my dad even forgets them oh i i laughed my ass off at it man <laughs> I, was having a, I was having a good time i actually forgot that i i really uh that was me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting because it seems like it brings you guys back full circle to the old stage shows that you would do that really kind of changed the comedy scene forever. I mean, I the dogs sniffing each other's butts and the all of that that some of it not even pot related, but just infused with stoner uh, aesthetic, you know. Well, that was the whole point, you know. When we made the records, it was we would make them while we were stoned, and then we'd listen to them. While stone and we would laugh like stoners you know like i did with the first lenny bruce record you know <laughs> i played the lenny bruce record for for my son just recently and he couldn't find anything to laugh at. <laughs> but he wasn't stoned <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of of cheech and chong uh, do you have tour dates coming up yeah we got a bunch actually um i'm the tour manager too uh, oh, cool. as well as on the podcast but uh yeah we're actually teaming up with war and tower of power oh cool we're doing a, a, a bunch of shows this summer starting with uh we're doing one at the the greek theater in la oh, uh, that's great May 25th and then uh and actually new jersey may 1st and new york may 3rd oh yeah we're gonna be all over cool. and i'm seeing a a 420 show here too is that right yeah, yeah, that that's actually going to be. We're still. Uh, we're not. We're not going to present the new show on that date because it's gonna, it's still a little early. But uh, the new show is coming out after that because you know, as well as the movie, we uh, they the guys recorded an album too. So there's a bunch of uh, new uh, songs that they're going to be performing, and they're actually going to be performing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they're going to induct uh, Lou Adler into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on. Uh, on April 18th. Oh, wow, cool. That's great. Yeah. yeah, if people don't know who Lou Adler is, he produced all those records and uh, many others as well. Yeah, and he, he produced Up in Smoke, too. I mean, he's the guy that sits beside <laughs> Jack Nicholson uh, at, at the, the Lakers Laker. game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Lou yeah, Adler. Lou Adler. With the, he looks like Blind Mill and Chitlin with the dark glasses. <laughs> people, people, our, younger, our younger listeners might be familiar with his son, uh, Cisco Adler, as well. Game too once in a while. Nice. Yeah, and, uh, and actually, yeah, I forgot to mention we're doing a, a, a green carpet premiere at the Roxy for the animated movie on April seventeenth. Oh, cool! Oh, great. Okay. Cool. Well, how about uh, how about we how about we do some grow questions? Do you have any uh, any grow questions you want to throw yeah, at Dan? We, do. we actually do. You know, um, I've got some seeds. I got a nice collection of seeds, uh-huh. and uh, and I want to. Um, uh, start them. Should I start them in, in little containers and then transplant them as they get bigger, or or can I start them all in one big thing? What do you think? You know, you can start them in a big container. the The most important thing is that you don't let them get root bound. So, uh, if you start, if you do start them in little containers, as soon as you see roots. Uh, you know, near the bottom of the container, near the edges of the container, then you should transplant into a bigger one. Um, the only reason to start in a smaller container is uh, it's just more efficient. But yeah. 
But if you start in the bigger container, you will end up with a bigger root system in the end because. Is it too late to, to, to grow the outdoor 18 footers? No, it's not really. I mean, you have to start them indoors if you want to get them that big outdoors. Um, yeah, because th that's the plan. We're gonna do we're gonna do under a light indoors, mm -hmm. and then uh, once they get to I think about like three three four feet, start p transplanting them outdoors into some huge pots, like the the biggest ones we can find. Mm -hmm. And then, but I, I got a question. You, what what like uh, what kind what kind of soil do I need to get? Just any kind of potting soil, or well. Uh, our, our friend is actually going to help you out with that, uh, Mr. Kyle Cushman. He's uh, a local out there, cup winner and former colleague, and also he's been on the show a few times. And he's got a whole program of veganic growing, everything from the soil to the nutrients. And this is a level above organic. You had mentioned because uh, Tommy was interested in uh, juicing the leaves yeah. that you wanted you know, to make sure everything was organic. And uh, veganic takes that to a whole different level. It's, there's no animal products used at all no bat poops no uh bone meal or blood meal no uh no liquid fish you know it's really just based on kelp and you know seaweed kind of stuff and um living a living soil with uh you know and now, now are we going to be able to, to survive the the mites and the, the moss and all that kind of stuff yeah absolutely you know especially you know outside it's uh you know, nature has a way of, of, of controlling populations in in ways that it's tougher to do indoors because indoors there's no predators and there's no wind and there's no there's nothing there to sort of uh, to counterattack the yeah. pest we've problem. Grown, we've grown in this area before and then we've got we've gotten where you know, it was like looking so great and then we looked real close and all the all the stems were hollowed out by uh, whatever that uh, bug yeah. is. Like a moth. caterpillar or moth, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, there are organic ways, um, you know, different sprays and neem oils and things that you can use uh, in order to try to, you know, uh, it basically, um, and Kyle will tell you this too, you need a pest integration management system. So it's not just one spray or one thing that you use. You have to be very vigilant, checking the undersides of the leaves, um, checking the surface of the soil um, for larvae and things like that. And then when you see something, you got to, uh, you know, go into attack mode and really uh, fight back. And there's even ways that you can use uh, beneficial insects because pretty much every vegetarian insect has a predator insect that, oh. you know, that... Oh, is, that is that what, like, the, the ladybugs and all that stuff Yeah, for? yeah, ladybugs are great for that, although, you know, they eventually migrate away once the food runs out or gets low. Um, but, yeah, ladybugs are great for that. There's... Uh, um, predator mites for spider mites and even the moths and stuff there's there's different ways that you can look up information on on how to fight specific pests and uh, yeah I mean as long as you have a, a good integrated pest management system you uh, you'll be able to harvest pretty nice in the in the fall for sure and, and we got another question how, how do we make you know everyone's got their own strain so I'm we're, I'm getting kind of you know bummed out that we don't have a chong strain so <laughs> Is Kyle going to be able to help us develop a chong strain? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm sure he'd be honored. He's got a, uh, his own seed line, and he's got his website, kylecushman.com, where people can live chat with him. And he's he's come out with a number of different strains, uh, and I'm sure he would be honored to make a, a, a Tommy Chong or a chong strain uh, for you guys. And he knows all the details. I mean, what you have to do is you grow out a male plant and a, and a female plant, and you take the pollen from the male and you 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 know, you you 
apply that to the female flower as it's forming and instead of being the seedless uh, marijuana that we usually smoke it's a bud that's just filled with seeds and then you know and then there's a whole process where you 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 know you test out those seeds and you know sometimes there's back crossing involved um you know it's basically the genetics stuff you know the mendel with the pea pods thing you got any uh, you got any um you got any thoughts on what kind of strain we should develop well, I think it should definitely be a sativa dominant strain, yeah. um, being that you know uh, those are the ones that are really kind of throwbacks to the era that Tommy came out of with the the Vietnamese and the Cambodian and the Colombian and Mexican and Jamaican buds, because almost all of those uh, were on the sativa dominant side, uh, and only really only the Afghani and the you know, Lebanese and the stuff that was grown for hash is is more on the indica side, and the stuff that comes from more mountainous regions where the the seasons are shorter, and right, right. and that kind of came about because American growers wanted something that would finish before the frost came, and so oh. and so they were crossing the indicas into the sativas in order to get something that you know you didn't have to wait until you know November or December to harvest. You could get something in September or October, and, but what that did was it ended up uh, you know, kind of breeding a lot of those sativa characteristics, that uplifting electric sort of high that rather than the couch lock stone, they ended up breeding a lot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think it should be, cool. I would, yeah. I, I, love, I love that energetic high, but I'm very careful. You know, it's like green tea. I don't drink it before I go to bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can sleep and not have these creative nights, which aren't too bad either. Yeah, but you'd want to limit it to about one a week. But I feel like a Chong strain would be pretty popular. What Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And especially with the pedigree that uh, Kyle would be able to bring to the table. He's, he's very knowledgeable, and uh, you know he's been doing this thing for a long, long time. And, yeah, I'm sure he'd be honored. So I'm excited to be able to link you guys up together out there. Yeah, right on, man. Look, look for it in a dispensary near you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on. So and and so with what you're saying about the animated movie and the tour and everything, things with Cheech and uh, are 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 good. That relationship is is solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we started playing golf, uh, you know, and that that sort of bonded us together. And and he still smokes once in a while, and uh, and I smoke a lot, so <laughs> yeah, we got that still together. And uh, yeah, we just. Uh, we're like, you know, like old stoners, you know, we, we forgot why we were mad at each other. <laughs> I, I helped them communicate. This is <laughs> That's good. He, 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 he speaks for me, even when I don't want him to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, great. I know a lot of people will be really happy to hear that because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you hear it all the time, but, you know, you, you change a lot of people's lives for the better and, and you, uh, you, you amuse them and you made them laugh and... and you know, cannabis is great medicine, and laughter is the best medicine, and, and you combine the two for something that, uh, you know, will never really be duplicated. It's been tried many times, and, and there's been some great comedy, you know, pot duos out there, um, Method Man and Red Man, or, you know, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, but um, you guys really, you know, you paved the way for all of that and all the stoner movies, the Pineapple Expresses and the, you know, uh, all of that, so... You know that's that's just great, and and uh, it's good to hear that you guys are uh, back on track. And people, I think people underestimate how fun golf is when you're stoned. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't care if you, you don't care if you even hit the ball. <laughs> you, don't, 
<laughs> it just makes you feel good to be out <laughs> walking around in the lawn. Do you yeah, because uh, my dad and I, we play a lot of public courses and we meet a lot of stoners out there. And, you know, it seems like everyone's smoking. That's like their, their getaway and that's the, their time they like to light up. And so another thing we're working on is we're working on a, a Tommy Chong 420 golf tournament. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty soon. Wow. Well, it, I'd, I would love to participate in that in any way possible. Yeah, that would be great. You guys are welcome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tommy Chong and Paris Chong, for coming on the show. Uh, let's get some plugs in at the end. Uh, I know you've got at Tommy Chong at Twitter. There's also a Facebook page for Tommy Chong where you can find out about, uh, you know, all kinds of goings on with the from the podcast. Yeah, I to, go on that page myself to find out, <laughs> to learn stuff about myself that I forgot, <laughs> you know. It's an important resource to have, I guess, yeah. Yeah, find out where I live, you know, <laughs> Yeah, Tommy Chong, and then Instagram, Hey Tommy Chong. Hey Tommy Chong on Instagram. And definitely check out the Chong and Chong show. That's uh, free on iTunes. So yeah, do that. 46 episodes deep, man. That's great. And uh, keep up the great work because those are hilarious and, and informative and wonderful. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care now. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Wow. What a great conversation with Tommy and Paris. Uh, thanks, you guys. Check them out. Check out their podcast. Uh, Check out the Cheech and Chong tour. Check out the animation. And uh, I'm just happy that he's healthy and, and, and still able to do the things he does for this plant and for us as a cannabis community. Thank you to Mr. Tommy Chong. I, I, I'm honored that, uh, that I was able to speak to him on the show. And uh, I think, you know, it's, this is going to be the, one of those moments when we look back on this uh, show and, you know, it's one of the peaks, one of the highlights. Yeah, and you're going to be on his show, right? The Chong yeah. and Chong Show? Yeah, the Chong and Chong Show. show. Uh, check them out on iTunes. Subscribe. The most important thing you can do is put in a good comment and a five-star review. That's kind of how you climb the, the rankings over at iTunes. I don't really yeah, understand. We could use a couple of those, too, yeah. actually, yeah. if you don't Go mind. to our iTunes and do that, too, <laughs> if you could. I will actually, like, if you put in your Twitter handle and you want me to follow you on Twitter, I will follow any any good review on iTunes. I will follow you on Twitter. So... Put in your Twitter handle on there. Put in your Instagram handle. I will follow you if you give us a nice review because that's really how you rise in the rankings over there. And thanks again to those guys, Tommy and Paris, for coming on. Oh, yeah, we're going to take a little break, but we will be back with our cultivation section. So Grow tips. Yeah, stick around for that. Hey, you guys. Here's the deal. You can build a whole room into a grow room or you can convert a closet into a grow room or you can purchase a grow box, which is a grow room all built together. BC Northern Lights makes these grow boxes. You can call them up at 888-236-1266 or go to bcnorthernlights.com. For a limited time, if you mention free weed, they're actually gonna give you $100 uh, in shipping costs and these things are big, but there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting uh, a quarter pound to a pound out of uh, almost any one of these machines. That's pretty good. And the producer, you could be getting two pounds plus out of that thing on a regular basis. Everything's automated, touch screen stuff. You don't have to worry about anything. Tell them Free Weed sent you. You get free nutrients too. They make them right there in Vancouver, Canada. You can check them out on YouTube. You can see them being built. 888-236-1266.
right, we're back. I'm still uh, still kind of glowing about that uh, Tommy Chong thing. We had some technical difficulties in the middle of that, but we managed to get a, uh, a nice full interview with them. And so thanks to them for coming on. Uh, what are we doing? The strain of the week? Yeah, let's do the strain of the week. All right. Uh, strain of the week this week is Cambodian Haze from Soma Sacred Seeds, one of my favorites. Um, Soma's well known as a sativa lover and a real cannabis connoisseur, um, cup winner as well. Uh, the master breeder Soma, he combined Southeast Asian and Jamaican genetics uh, with his legendary G13 male stock to create the Cambodian Haze. It's a sweet, very spicy plant with long-lasting buzz. So, um, actually, I talked to Soma about it, and he tells me that the Cambo, which is like short for Cambodian haze, produces clubber. La- <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Produces large, long, and heavy colas, and it's a personal favorite of his as well. Um, the high must be experienced to be believed. Um, complex flavors and effect take an ex- a little extra time to develop, sort of like a creeper strain. It takes a long time to grow. I mean, it grow. It's a 13-week flowering plant, so. Um, not, you know, a super big production plant, but it will repay your patience with a, just a soaring euphoric high that seems to have no limit. So, you know, you smoke a joint of it and you get nice and high, perfect for walks in the park and things like that. And then you smoke it again and and, and you go even higher, you know, which I really love about a good, uh, sativa and Cambodia in particular has a, you know, very interesting history with, uh, growing really powerful sativas so uh the lineage is g13 crossed with uh, a cambodian and jamaican plant uh flowering time is 13 weeks and you can find out more and contact soma sacred seeds at somaseeds.nl and uh what are we doing a grow tip yeah well you know dan and i both kind of figured we let the Q&A section be handled by Tommy Chong. He got to ask some grow questions, and Dan answered them. So we're going to skip the Q&A uh, this week. We'll be back doing it for our next show. But yeah, in case anyone's worried that we're dry snitching, they have medical cards, and, and, and they're growing <laughs> plants legally. So Yeah, and we ran that all by Tommy before we actually talked about it. So <laughs> yeah. that was all legit. Um, and it's also cool that Kyle Cushman is going to be helping them out. Yeah, so that's very yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so we're not going to do the Q&A, but let's do a little bit of a grow tip here. What do you have for us this time? I wanted to talk about uh, 10 tips for growing haze. I actually published this in my uh, Haze Craze article in our uh, March issue. And, you know, since it's a different kind of plant with a longer flowering time, there's tips just for growing sativa-dominant plants and, and hazes obviously the most popular, but there's a few others, Cali Mist and Strawberry Cough. Anyway, I'll get into it. Uh, Tip number one is light feeding. This is really important. With Indicas in the second to fifth week or so, you can really go pretty heavy with the newts, but uh, Sativa, you want to spread it out. So when it comes to the overall grow times, Sativas take longer than Indicas and need less food per watering. So you're going to be watering it a lot. Um, You want to err on the side of caution and use less than the recommended amount of nutrients unless you see a deficiency arising. You'll notice, uh, you know, if the leaves start to go a little yellow, you add a little more nudes, but really light feeding is important. Second tip is selective pruning early. Uh, This is whether you pinch, prune, uh, low-stress training, um, FIM, uh, fuck I missed system that Cushman discovered. Um, it's just important to keep sativas short and stocky. So you want to employ all these techniques during the vegetative stage. Yeah, because that's not something that sativas naturally want to do, right? No, they want to grow that one, you know, main kind of Christmas tree 
top and all the other ones are sort of secondary. So you, you want to make that so that all the, the, rather than a Christmas tree, it grows like a, like a bush. Um, and you do that by pruning or pinching or, or low stress training. So uh, get that top cola down below the lower colas and they will all surge forward and become top colas. So that's selective pruning. Um, the third tip is to lower your lights. Um, sativas stretch long and lanky already, so one way to reduce the stretch is make sure that the lights, um, preferably metal halides during the vegetative stage, are closer to the, the canopy level and raise them as your plants reach upward. Too many grows that I've seen, the light is just permanently at a certain height and the plant grows up to the light and you're really not incorporating the most of your light and your lumens. You want to lower the light to a level without burning the plants, you know, a foot, foot and a half off the top of the plants and then raise it as the plant stretches and grows and, and, and you'll see uh, shorter internodal spacing that way. Uh, fourth tip is training the tops. Uh, this is using like a screen of green, scrog type system. Um, uh, you play basically place chicken wire screen horizontally at like plant canopy level and you tuck uh, each of the growing branches and tops into that uh, chicken wire and you can sort of you can aim the branches into places that uh, other branches aren't there so you, you're going to maximize your yield that way too by taking advantage of that the whole footprint of light uh, really maximizes the space and it spreads your fu future colas around um, Fifth tip is to give the roots lots of room. So large containers for your medium. I know I stress this a lot, but I, I, I see too many root-bound plants in gardens. So um, big containers result in bigger plants and bigger yields. So plan on at least one gallon of container space per week of vegetative time, and you'll have a much bigger harvest. So five-gallon bucket, you want to veg at least five weeks. 20-gallon uh, bucket, you're going to want to veg for you know five, uh, three or four months. So keep that in mind for the container size. Uh, number six, uh, longer flowering times. You gotta factor this in. Haze, some of the hazes can flower for up to 20 weeks. So that means uh, you know, elongating your schedule to accommodate uh, more days of watering and just a longer flowering time. You're not gonna see buds even start to form sometimes for three weeks to a month with some of these strains if they're really extreme sativas. So be patient. Um, seven is flower early. Um, because haze plants stretch after the flowering cycle is induced, um, you want to start the budding period earlier. I mean, I know I said, um, you know, veg them out, and you do want to get a nice root system built, but you don't want these plants to get five feet tall before you start vegging them indoors because they will stretch another two to three feet and sometimes more, and you won't, you won't have room uh, for your light. So um, start the budding period a little earlier than you, you might think to wind up with a manageably sized plant. Um, so, you know, a two foot tall plant, you can, you can start flowering that immediately and you don't really want to let them get too much bigger unless you're growing them outdoors. Eighth tip, uh, for growing hazes or sativas, um, support the growing branches. Uh, even well-grown sativa tops will sometimes overwhelm the plant's ability to hold up the, the weight of those branches. And so even though that's a high-class problem, you want to use some kind of a trellising system or attach branches to plant stakes or some kind of way to keep them held up and uh, reaching up towards that light. So support the branches as they grow. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of rooms where the branches are hanging real low, and those just aren't going to fill out the way that uh, well-supported ones will. Uh, ninth tip is to 
flush well. This is important with indicas too, but particularly sativas because you've got that lengthy period of growth. So a lot of salts and minerals are going to build up in your medium and build up in the cells of the plant. So you want to leach out those excess nutrients with plain water for a minimum of two weeks before you harvest and factor that in. You know, you've got to kind of see the harvest coming and, uh, you know, you don't want to get snuck up on by that harvest window and not have flushed. So factor in those two weeks at least to just give them plain, plain pH balanced water. Um, and that'll give you the good burnability we talked about earlier when we were talking about judging. And uh, finally, number 10, harvest when ready. Um, even though these take more time, hazes are definitely worth the wait. So, you know, be patient. Allow the trichomes to mature, um, start to go cloudy. Um, some can even be amber, you know, before you cut them down and uh, start the drying process. But uh, you really want to be patient. Sativas are uh, finicky in a way, but they're also well worth uh, the trouble if you're growing them for yourself, for your head, um, if you're into that you know, old school kind of euphoric electric high. There's nothing better than a really well-grown sativa. So um, those are the top 10 tips for growing hazes. And uh, hope hope you hope that helps and enjoy. So those are the tips there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we've gotten some really great questions. I was just looking through our, our file of free weed. So we haven't forgotten about you guys. You know, we want to answer all your questions. We're going to do that in episode 36. Hopefully you will take Tommy Chong's uh, questions as uh, good enough for this week. I guess uh, that is our cultivation segment, and we'll come back, put a bow on it. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up with the raw. Wow. Guys, how awesome. Episode 35, wrapping it up with raw. That's how we wrap it up here at Free yeah. Weed. Um, I think papers. that was a pretty pretty cool episode. Yeah. Nice I'm, talking to Tommy. I'm still kind of in shock, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I've, I've met him in person a few times, you know, obviously over the course of, uh, you know, years and years in this business, and you know, meet a lot of people. But having him on the show and, and him being so gracious to talk to us and, and uh, yeah, wow. And then you're going to be on his show, so yeah. everybody keep I'll an ke- ear out for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. Thank you to Tommy in Paris. Thank you to Winstrong and Jacques. Thanks to everyone that came to the LA San Bernadubi Cannabis Cup. Uh, everyone who came up and had kind words to say, man, you guys are awesome. And uh, I hope you like the grow tips on sativas. That's something, uh, something I wanted to get out there for people who uh, want to grow a plant that, you know, Sometimes can be a little tougher, a little finicky, a little be a little tricky. Can I say uh, a little bitch? No, it's worth the it's worth the wait. Yeah, it's worth the time. Yeah, uh, just some quick housekeeping here. You know, uh, obviously you want to go check out uh, Chong and Chong. You could get that for free on iTunes. But if you're looking for some uh, Cheech and Chong gear or um, CDs or maybe even movies, uh, go to headshop.hightimes.com. There's a whole Cheech and Chong section. Yeah. Also, uh, if you enjoyed that cup recap, you can look at uh, pictures of the winners. So there's a, uh, a L.A. Cup winners gallery. So be sure to take a look at all the, the strains that Dan and I were describing earlier. So those things are available. That one's on hightimes.com, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so thank you all for checking out episode 35. You got anything else? Uh, um, just thanks. Thanks, you guys, and, and keep up the great work. Follow us. I'm Danny Denko, at Danny Denko. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Danny Denko. Uh, give us some shout outs on iTunes 
uh, go to you know hightimes.com slash freeweed and um, tell us to you know put out another episode and <laughs> <laughs> support our sponsors and, and thank thank you guys episode 35 is, is a wrap Sort of happened. You're not recording, are you? Yeah, I just started. Oh. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <clears throat> Cup recap. We're going. <laughs>